ComC is your home to buy, sell, and flip all kinds of trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 31 million cards, from baseball's biggest stars like Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, and Mookie Betts, to Marvel favorites like Spider-Man, Thor, and Captain America. ComC has something for every type of collector. Come visit ComC.com today to build your collection with your favorite cards. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. It had been almost five months since I had had the chance to go to a show as a buyer, and that drought finally came to an end last weekend. In a small town here in central Illinois, in Hayworth, Illinois, there was a first-time show run by a first-time show promoter that ended up being a fantastic way for me to spend my Saturday. There were about 10 different dealers, I think, and probably somewhere around 30 to 40 tables. And it was really nice to see some new dealers with some new and fresh inventory, and a bunch of them had vintage, which was right in my sweet spot of some of the sets that I'm working on and trying to put together now. It was also a a fun opportunity to buy some stuff for my own collection, as as well as buy some things that I would be able to flip and resell online. And ultimately, when when the day ended, I think I came back and I I listed out the things that I was going to flip and I almost to the dollar found enough things to sell to cover the cost of the things that I'm going to keep for myself. And so it it ended up being like the perfect opportunity for me to continue the idea of a self-sustaining hobby. I picked up some vintage Clementes, Amaze, Hank Aaron, and uh, one of the cards that I liked the most was a Johnny Bench playoff prime cuts dual relic auto card from uh, i think 2005 and that was a a serial number to 25 has a nice one that i'm going to be adding to my pc i didn't have a bench auto and to get two pieces of game used memorabilia with that kind of classic playoff prime cuts uh, design i really like that card and and i I think i got a, a pretty nice deal on that one too so some pretty cool cards to add to my pc some great stuff to be able to resell that i've already got uplisted on ebay what a great way to spend a saturday afternoon last week i also got to record a couple conversations that you will get to hear in the coming weeks as the next several podcast episodes I talked with Mario Alejandro, one of the original hobby bloggers. We had a good conversation about his background in the hobby that you're going to get to hear soon. And I also got a chance to talk with Adam Gray, Real 27 guy. Not about basketball cards, though. That's what he's known for. We spent a long time talking about Harry Potter cards, the history of Harry Potter cards, what is out there to collect from Harry Potter. And it was a, it was a fun conversation, something that we have not really heard much about in the hobby but there's there's definitely a following for harry potter collectible cards so that is also going to be coming later this month and so just was real excited to have those two conversations thought i'd let you know a little sneak peek of what's going to be coming soon well for my main topic today i wanted to cover this question that i laid out in my hobby news daily article back in november 
And it's this question of, is it possible to have too much of a good thing? I came to this realization that I have too many cards. I realized this a couple months ago when I was searching for the starter set of vintage Opeachy Star Wars cards that I had put together only a few weeks earlier. I had them organized, I marked my checklist, but I couldn't find that set in my card closet for the life of me. I had too many boxes and binders of cards with completed collecting projects, half-finished projects, and ideas that I might get around to someday. As I started looking through everything, though, I found myself saying, Oh, this is cool. Oh, I forgot I had this. I was wondering where this was. I had a closet full of cool cards and ideas that I had gotten started. But when you have to spend hours and hours going through those boxes just to find what you're looking for, there's an issue. I've got too many cards in my PC. I've got too much of a good thing. When I'm considering a card for my PC, I'm really looking for one main thing. Does it tell a story? Does it say something meaningful about the history of the hobby or the history of a sport? Does it connect me to my past in a meaningful way? And what I've found is my criteria in practice allow for an expansive collection. When I look at the closet, I see a ton of cards which fit either the personal connection or the history angle. I need to refine that even more. First, complete sets. I am a set builder. I always have been. I always will be. Ever since I opened that first cello pack of 1986 tops, putting together a complete set has been one of the primary ways that I enjoyed the hobby. And I still love the way a complete set captures the history of a season. Those flagship sets show a majority of the players of the league. It shows their stats, and many times it shows some key moments from the season. But I've come to realize that my love of set building doesn't mean that I have to build every set. When I got back to actively collecting in 2016, I put together a ton of sets. Flagship, Ginter, Heritage, Bowman, Contenders, Donruss, and on and on and on. When I bought out collections, I'd keep pretty much any set that I didn't already have. And that meant I have a bunch of things from like 1996 Donruss or 2000 Victory. As part of this consolidation effort, I'm going to have to focus my set collection on the flagship run of Topps Baseball, some of the Junk Wax era sets from the 80s and 90s, a few more of the recent Heritage and Bowman sets that I really enjoyed, and some other vintage and oddball sets from other sports, which I still find really fun. That's still quite a few binders and boxes. But there's about 40 to 50 other complete sets, which I've been able to start making their way or helping them find their way into the hands of other collectors. Number two is singles. And this one won't be nearly as impactful from a quote-unquote space-saving perspective, but it'll still make a difference. As I look through some of my star binders, I see a ton of doubles. And I'm at a place in my collecting journey where I don't really need them anymore. I'm happy with one nice copy of these cards. Why not get my doubles into someone else's collection and a little more money into my pocket so I can buy some other cards that I don't have yet? I estimate that selling off these doubles, and triples in some cases, will free up space for another thousand or so cards in my binders and boxes. Sealed Wax I've also built up a couple shelves worth of sealed wax. Some of it's in the form of loose packs, but a ton of it is still in full boxes. I think having some older sealed wax is kind of fun, especially the real wax packs from the 80s. 
but my mindset is on this wax. It's growing closer to that mindset I've had on complete sets. If I have a single pack from the random 90s brand, that's going to be fine. I don't need that loose pack and a full box. I don't need 22 loose skybox basketball packs. Two or three will do. And all this modern stuff from the last few years, yeah, it's got to go. I don't know exactly how this category will shake out, but I estimate at least half of the wax that I've got put away will find new homes. And finally, bulk. As I started going through the closet, I realized I still had boxes and boxes of cards from when I was a kid. They weren't sets. They weren't stars. They were just boxes of junk wax era comments. I already had binders of the stars from these sets pulled separately. I have complete sets on another shelf. Why was I hanging on to 30,000 junk wax era comments? Basically, they were there in the same boxes I'd put them in 30 years ago. They'd just move from room to room, house to house, but the real meaningful cards from my youth, they're already pulled out. They're already put away in, a, in their own special binders or their own special boxes or displays. I can move on from these. Really, Mike, really, Mike, it'll be okay. That's 30,000 more cards going out. When some people talk about consolidation, they're looking to reduce their collection down to a single two-row box of cards. Some don't want more than 50 total cards, which have meaning to them. And I could never go that far. I love sets and variety of a player's singles way too much. But this iteration of consolidation will likely reduce my collection by close to 100,000 cards. It'll give me a chance to have some cash to continue my vintage tops run. If I can turn those 100,000 cards into cards that I need to finish off a few more of these sets from the 60s that I've been talking about, I will be thrilled. Collecting is a journey. And these cards have played a role and served a purpose in my journey. But it's time they found a new purpose in someone else's collection. These cards were part of a good thing. But sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. Have you ever found yourself thinking that you've got too much of a good thing? Have you gone through a hobby or collection consolidation process of your own? I would love to hear that story. I would love to hear about how you came to that realization. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Reach out to me on TikTok, Instagram, or threads at waxpackhero. And let me know what you think about this episode. And tell me your story of the consolidation process that you've gone through. Come on back next week to hear our first part of the conversation with Mario Alejandro. I think you're going to enjoy it. That is all I have for you today. So I'll catch you next time.